Guess what time it is? Friday Jams! Well, hey, 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 what's up, everyone? Welcome to the Rock Your Brand Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Boker, a serial entrepreneur on a mission to help you. This show is designed to teach you, to inspire you, to motivate you, to take massive action and build a future-proof business. So whether you're just starting out or taking your existing business to the next level, this is your home. Now, if you're ready, I'm ready. Let's rock your brand. What's up, everyone? Welcome to this Friday Jam Session. Super excited you're here. And if you haven't heard me say it before, I'm going to say it right now. This is probably one of the highlights of my week because I get to hang out with some cool people every single Friday and answer some really awesome questions. Now, you might be asking, Scott, how do I get my question answered? Well, all you need to do is become part of our Take Action crew. How do you do that? Very easy. Head on over to TakeActionCrew.com. It's totally free, and we do it every single Friday, and it is a blast. So what you're about to listen to is one that we did last week. So this way here, even if you can't attend, you can always show up here to the Rock Your Brand podcast and listen to our live jam session. All right, guys, so sit back, relax, and let's jam. So we are going to talk about this today. I know you guys have been wanting to talk about this because we talk a lot about how do you create attention in your market, but if you don't want to be the face, if you don't want to do this, how can you do it? Okay. Now there's some pros and cons to being a face or having uh, you as the face. We'll talk about that. Uh, but um, I want to give you guys some ways that you could create content. Even if you don't want to be the face, you could also show up as the voice, even though you don't want to be the face. We can create a face um, in that brand. And I want you to think about this for a minute. If you see, let's say T-Mobile or Maybe it's an insurance company. I forget which one it is. Is it, uh, oh gosh, State Farm or any of those? You generally start to see they have a character that plays the role in that commercial, right? That's kind of what we can do. But if you are the face, actually to me, that actually gives you a level up, but it also, it also makes it harder for other things. We'll talk about that, all right? Um, so, uh, hey, Mark, what's up, man? Good morning. I'm actually working on my product emails today. Yes. Awesome. Uh, Troy says, uh, Cajuns live in Louisiana. <laughs> nice. And uh, Zarek, uh, good morning. Uh, when I was interviewed on Business Insider, I've been following you for years. I said you were part of my success. Awesome. Business Insider. Where is that a, uh, is that a podcast? Um, or is it a, is it a uh, publication? I'm just I'm not, I'm drawing a blank on that one, but thank you for that. I appreciate that. Um, and oh, before we do jump in though, guys, I did want to let you guys know, um, I'm going to be sharing on here. Probably it'll be hmm, Saturday or Sunday of this coming week. I'm going to share it on this coffee talk with you guys first. I've got a big announcement happening next, uh, Monday, May 11th. And it's a, it's a change for the good something I've been wanting to do, something I'm finally going to do, and I'm going to share it with you guys. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm going to share with you guys what's going to be happening, what's going to be uh, you know, uh, changing, which it's not huge, but I mean, it's huge, but it's not like going to change anything necessarily for you. Um, although it could because 
Wow, I can't get into it, but we're going to share that with you guys before it airs on Monday. Monday is going to air on the podcast, and then I will promise you this, um, some things will never be the same, all right? It's going to change, all right? So I'm going to be talking about that, so make sure that you uh, either subscribe to the YouTube channel so you get notified, or Facebook if you're on there, make sure that you have the notifications turned on. If you're on Instagram, make sure that you are following me, obviously, um, but the best way is Facebook or YouTube. And I will, uh, I'll be here on Saturday and Sunday as well, 10 a.m. Eastern time. And also, do me a favor. If you would invite a friend, that would be awesome, all right? Just invite a friend, send them an email, whatever. Let them know we're doing these coffee talks. And we are called the Take Action Morning Crew because we're all about taking action. And uh, if you're watching this on a replay, though, go right here. I'm going to have a playlist with all of the past coffee talks. So this way here, you can go back and listen to the uh, past episodes or, well, I'm not even calling these episodes really, but our morning talks. All right. So, uh, let's, uh, let's get down to it. Okay. I don't have a ton of notes on this because I want this to be a question answer. Okay. But I'm going to give you my thoughts on this and then we can kind of break it down. Okay. So first off, let's talk about you being the face of your brand. Okay. If you have, if you have expertise now, I know Troy, you are on with us right now you are going to be the face of your brand, okay? Because you are going to be that character, right? So think about when you are building a brand, is there a character in your brand? And what I mean by not a character that's just like, oh, look at me, I'm funny, right? Like not necessarily that. It can be, but it doesn't have to be. Um, it's more so the person that is the voice. Who is the voice of the brand? And then from there, you can start to create that person as the guide or the expert. Even if you're an expert, I want you to think about yourself as a guide. No one wants to be told what to do. They want to be shown what to do, right? So if you think about that, right? So if you are the face of your brand, great, okay? But for all of you that are like, Scott, I don't want to be the face of my brand. I'm going to close these here real quick, guys. Sun is starting to pop out. Um, if you If you do not want to be then you can still write email, you can still create content, and you might say, well, Scott, how do I create content if I have to be on video? Well, you can do a screencast video where you just talk over top of slides. Like maybe you're doing a demo on something, right? And then you're like, I'm just going to do a voiceover. So then you can just record your screen, you can use Camtasia, ScreenFlow, any of those, and then from there you can just narrate over top of it. That could be your video content, right? But you might want to give yourself a name. And I mean, book authors have done this for years. You just create a pen name. Okay. And a lot of times people will do that just for privacy. They don't want to be known as the person or they want to write as a, as a character, right? So you can create a pen name, nothing wrong with that. Okay. You're not being deceitful or anything like that, but you would create that person. So we have two brands right now. And in those brands, we are faceless in a sense. Although if you go to the about page, you will see an image of who is behind the blog. So the one that we talk about a lot inside of Brand Creators Academy um, that we're building in there, my father is actually the character, okay? And it's funny because it kind of goes back to his roots years ago. So he is he is the, the voice and the writer, but... There's also contributors. So we always want to have contributors to our to our website and to our blog because we don't want to just be that one person behind it because 
Number one, it is harder to sell if you ever wanted to sell your business. So that's the, the, the cons to being the face of your brand. So for this example, right here, right now, I am showing up with you guys. You guys don't care what this is called. It's, you know, Scott Boker, right? That's it, right? So if I was to go away and have a replacement put in here, you might be like, Scott, I don't want to come and, you know, listen to um, Jim talk about this. I want to talk. I want to listen to you. I'm coming here because I want to hang out with you. I can't sell this, right? I'm, and I'm not going to try, but I, I'm not building this to sell this. I'm building, building this because I want to serve and I want to be the guide, right? And I, I'm always going to want to be that. So I have no plans on selling this. The other brand that we have faceless brands, but we have a face, right? It's faceless, but we have a face in a sense, right? Um, we still can sell that because we can sell it with the character, all right? Now, that character can change as long as when that person visits the site, they're seeing that there's multiple people contributing to the website or the blog or the YouTube channel or whatever, right? So you just want to be careful with that when you are... Uh, when you are being the face or you're creating someone that is the face, all right? And we ran into this recently. We have a brand that we're actually in the process of selling. And we ran into a little bit of a hiccup there probably about nine months ago when we were doing the evaluation. And uh, over there at Quiet Light, Joe Valley had said to me, he said, you know, you guys really got to get some contributors in there because it's, it's really just built off of that one person. So we started doing that. We added new writers in. We had a, we had them come in as guest post guest writers. So it's very simple to do that. So you don't have to worry about necessarily being uh, you know dependent on that one person. We can always bring in other contributors. So again, just think about like State Farm. They have different characters coming in, right? Or T-Mobile or Sprint or any of those, right? They always have that voice or that spokesperson in a sense that is you know promoting the brand if you will, right? So when you're writing an email, you would write it as that spokesperson, as that voice. So you do want to designate someone that is the writer or that is the communicator in the brand. You don't want it to be just, you know, hey, this is a tractor supply company, right? That's it. Faceless tractor supply company. When you think of that, you think of this whole massive company, right? But if it's John from tractor supply and you see his picture, you're like, oh, I see who's writing to me. I'm connected. I know that that person is a person. It's not just a faceless brand like Tractor Supply, right? Um, so I would always, always encourage you to create a character of some kind or a guide. Think about it as the guide that is going to help you within that company. And that makes it so much easier when you write because now you're writing as one-to-one, -one, not to one-to-many. One um, because you always want to write. Yesterday, we went through a whole exercise on writing email, and I used a person's name, and I wrote to one person, even though we could send that to 1,000 people or 10,000 people or more. It's always in that conversation of being the helper, being the guide. So when you are faceless, you still want to have some type of face, okay? And I, I strongly believe that, and I encourage you to think about that. Now, if you are okay with being the face, to me, that actually, it elevates your brand a little bit because you're more comfortable. You're, you're you now. You're showing up as you. If you're building a brand that you have no interest in, it might not be you. Find someone that you can either use as the character or build your own character, and then you just write as the character. That would be my advice on that. So let's see here. 
We got any questions on this on a faceless brand? And if we do, let's answer those now, or let me get your thoughts on that. Are you building a brand right now that you want to be faceless, that you don't want to be the face of the brand? Put in the comments if you are building a brand that you either just say, yes, I want to be faceless or no, I want to be the face. Type that in the comments. I'm curious to see where we're at. I want to take a sip of coffee here. Oh, and Karen's got some updates here on our email that we sent yesterday or that she sent. I say we because I feel like we're part of it. Uh, let's see. Dave from the UK. What's up, man? Mike in the house. Uh, let's see. Okay. Uh, Salama, how and where did you find the faces for your brand? <clears throat> well, it just happens that the brands that we're building right now one of them, I met my partner when I moved here in South Carolina. Um, so I met that partner here. Um, the other brand that we are, there's two other brands. There's uh, the one brand um, I used my father because it's somewhat of an interest of his. So I used him, but we have authors that write as him, but also from there, we, um, you know, we have contributors and we make it known that we have contributors. All right. Maisie's going to make a guest appearance here, I guess. Uh, so, um, so that's, that's what you do there. Right. So that's what we've done. The other thing that we've done is, um, on the other site, um, my wife has an interest. So we used her as the spokesperson, although we have three to four other writers that are also contributors that also become faces. So we bring those, you know, we bring those people in, but we always want to have one person that we can use as the anchor or as the character. Um, my biggest thing is, is if you can find someone that you could use as the face, that's even better because now you can work together, um, but you don't have to. Okay. So you don't have to, the one site that we're building, my father has really nothing to do with this market anymore. Um, but he has had experience with it. So I can use him as the guide. Um, if you will, uh, let's see here. Wow. We got a, we got a whole bunch of, uh, people chiming in here. Okay. Uh, let's see. Oh, Mark's up. What's up? What's up? Hey, Mark. Good morning to you. Um, what are some product brands that are easier to be faceless in comparison to others? Uh, I'm not sure I understand that question, but again, what are some product brands? I think that's the part here. I'm, I would not suggest only a product-based brand. I would always add a component of content to the brand. So again, I, I think about it differently. Um, Mark Anthony, I want to be faceless. Okay, that's fine. Do you have interest in this market though? Uh, Mark, do you have any interest at all, or are you just building it purely because you know that it's a, a market that um, has traffic and that is buying products? Um, Dave says faceless. Uh, okay, same question for you, Dave. Um, Justin says yes, faceless. Uh, Mark, I'd like to be faceless. My face is only good for radio. <laughs> don't underestimate being yourself and being real. Uh, you don't have to be pretty. Uh, you don't have to be good looking. You just got to be real. Uh, yes, I want to be faceless. Mike, yes, faceless. Uh, yes, I want to be faceless. Faceless for me, for Lloyd. I'm just curious. 
why why are you guys all wanting to be faceless? I'm just curious. This is going to help me uh, understand the reasoning, uh, and then we can kind of go from there. Uh, there's a lot we can talk about here. We'll have to save that for another coffee talk. But I'm just curious, why faceless? Just because you want to build a business that makes money and you have no face to it for yourself? Or is it just because you don't want to be on camera? You don't want to be the writer. You don't want to be critiqued. What is the reasoning in that? I'm just curious. Um, Mark says, I sell multiple products and I want to sell this company. Okay. That's a great reason. It's a great reason. So what you need to do is create one character. If you, okay, here, here's another thing. If you're selling in to mainly females, you don't want to be necessarily a male. Okay, you want that woman to relate to the person that is the spokesperson for the brand, right? So to me, it would be just like just create uh to, to create that that person, just create what's the ideal person? Pick someone out. If you can find someone in your market, by the way, that is that has purchased a product, one thing that you could do is reach out through email to your past customers and ask if anybody is interested in becoming a writer or a content contributor for your brand. Like beautiful because that person could be the face now, right? So you could do that or you can just create your own like perfect scenario of who the face is, build the avatar and then that becomes your voice, that becomes your, you know, your your character, your guide. Uh let's see. Can you have two faces? Yeah, you totally can. You've seen people where they're like you got a, uh, you know, this one and that one, like you have two faces, like you have this person is a partner, maybe it's brothers or maybe it's sisters or maybe it's a husband and wife, right? You can have multiple faces. And I think if you are going to sell, you want to have a face that could also be taken and brought with the brand, or it doesn't matter if one drops off and you got three others that are also contributors. Cause what we're talking about here is a site that comes in or people come in, they, they look at the site. They get the information and they start to see who are the contributors and then they start to see that they're a real person, right? That's it. That's all we're really trying to do. Uh, Salamis says, I want to have a, my face as the brand on my passion business. Uh, okay. So yeah, if it's a passion of yours and you want to be the face, then a hundred percent, just understand that it will be harder to sell if you ever want to sell the company. Um, I've tried faceless and I failed not now I moved on to a new brand where I am the face on YouTube as I have told you. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Well, that's fine. Again, I'm not quite sure how you would fail as being faceless unless you're just focusing on YouTube videos. If you are focusing on YouTube videos, that could be a little bit of a challenge because people want to see visually, although you could get through it by, uh, by just doing, like I said, narration, but, um, I would say YouTube would be harder. If you're writing content, it's a little easier, um, which I strongly think that you should consider writing content too. Um, Salma, I will build other brands to sell that will be faceless. Yeah, and that's exactly what I'm doing. I have brands, even though I have one of them, I have my father as being uh, somewhat of like the, the person behind it. I could easily still sell that because I have all these other contributors and people aren't coming there just because of him. That's the key. If they're not just coming to you for you, like this here, I can't sell this because you're primarily coming here so we we can talk, you and I, right? Um, if I had someone just came in and filled in, it, it's going to be, it's probably not going to be as good, right? Not because I'm great. It's just because I've created this relationship with you and that's why you're showing up, right? Now, if you, if you uh, 
came to my, my blog and it was just all content and you learned from the content, you might just go back for the content. You don't care about who wrote it, right? Um, so just some stuff to think about there. Do you provide bios and bylines for your contributors? Um, no, but you can. Um, I would say, I take that back. Yes, we do in the little short little bio that would go like who is the contributor on the post, but not a completely about a section. Um, but you can, you totally can do that. Uh, let's see here. A bunch of questions. This is great, guys. Keep them coming. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jennifer, I actually have one of each. Okay. So you have one that you are and one that you aren't. Okay, cool. Karen, can I be the face in the beginning? And as we grow, get bigger, I think I won't need to be the face as much and was wondering if I could eventually pull out. I will be an online store selling educational materials. Yes, you absolutely can. And in your market, Karen, you could have guest teachers come in, right? That's where you create this platform. Now, now you're creating a learning platform that you're just one of the teachers, right? That's it. So that's how I would think about it. I would want to start getting guests to come in for you. And then from there, they would be active contributors, teachers. Um, so that would be great. Uh, Rebecca says would prefer to be faceless and that's fine. Totally fine. Uh, Jennifer, I have one YouTube site that I want to have a different name associated because it's tough topic and very uh, different from my other coaching. That's fine. Would you still be the face? Or would you want someone else to be the face? Because on YouTube, again, it is visual. So you will need to have someone. And honestly, like, I don't know your market. I don't know all of your markets. But one easy thing that you could do is find someone locally. Find someone locally that is, that is really passionate about your market. And then hire them, you know, as like someone that would come in and just create video content for you. And that could be that voice, right? Or that, that visual. Uh, I, I use the example here before my daughter plays, uh, travel volleyball and we were getting ready to do beach volleyball. Well, there's this one guy there. He is so freaking passionate about, uh, about volleyball, beach volleyball in particular. And you know, he has no idea about online business and all that stuff. And he doesn't, doesn't really care to, but he's passionate about that. If I was starting a volleyball beach, volleyball site training, whatever platform, he would be the main face that I could hire to do content for me. And then I could have him get maybe three of his coaches and have them come in as contributors. So you see, I could just work outside of that. It doesn't have to be me. I'm just the one pulling the strings. I'm the one orchestrating things, right? So understand that even though you are not going to be the face, you are going to be the one behind the scenes, like pulling the strings and turning the knobs. That's the skill set that you have, right? That's what I've always said. Like once you're doing this, you're building a skill set that will last forever. I mean, this skill, this skill set that we're building, you have forever. You can take it onto the next brand. You can plug it in, right? And it works, right? So uh, really, really good stuff there. Uh, Helene, hi, Scott. When you're not the face, would you go so far as to pick a random face? I've got a name I've been using but haven't made up uh, an about me yet. Wondering if I find pictures that fit the tone or I should pick a random pick of a person that is one of the free picks. If I use someone, I know they will be waiting for compensation. So I haven't wanted to go that route. Uh, well, yeah, but the compensation, honestly, it will help you with content creation and it's, they're probably going to do it less than you think. So if I, I can guarantee this, right? Because if I pay a hundred dollars for my daughter to go to a volleyball training, Okay, which that's about what it would cost for a one-on-one -on -one 
with a volleyball coach. I've done it for my son for baseball, $75 to $100. Basketball, done it, right? It's about the going rate. Well, what if I said to that person, I go, listen, I want you to do 10 different drills for volleyball with my daughter and I'm going to video it and I want to air it on YouTube. I'll pay you an extra 50 bucks on top of the lesson that I'm paying you. So for 150 bucks, I get 10 videos. Why, why wouldn't I do that? Right? So it's pretty inexpensive. They will do it regardless. Even if I said to them, I, you know, I'll tell you what, instead of doing a lesson this weekend, can I just hire you to do 10 different drills with my daughter and I'll just record you and I want to break these up. I'm going to share them on social media and I'm going to share them here. Are you cool with that? And then I'd have them sign something that says that they're allowing me to do this. They would be jumping out of their skin. There's high school kids that are coaches that are really good because they're varsity players or college kids, um, D1 college kids. They're not making any money, right? So would they be willing to do it for a hundred bucks? Probably, right? So you just got to go outside of the box. Let's say that you're um, into the into the in pet space, right? In into where you go to Petco or one of them. Those people working there are probably making $10, $15 an hour, maybe, right? Do you think you could maybe reach out to one of them people when you're in the store and go, hey, I don't know if you're interested, but I have a uh, a website where I talk about uh, you know, maybe how to train cats to whatever, do certain things. Would you be interested in helping me on a Saturday? I'll pay you a hundred bucks for an hour. You think that they would do that? Heck yeah. Cause they're not getting paid that at work, right? So don't underestimate that. And I think that opens up opportunity for you. If you choose someone else, you can't, uh, you kind of depend on them. Also, you need to pay them. This can be expensive. It can, but what's starting a business isn't always cheap, right? It's not like always the cheapest route. Right, so if you're starting a physical product business, you're start you're, you're starting with maybe three to five thousand dollars, right? And then you're hoping that it's going to sell, so you can then reorder with the money that you made. If you're starting a content creation business, right, where you're creating a content site, you got to be willing to spend some money, right? Now you can do it if you're the guide, you can do it yourself for free. But if you want to be faceless, then you either have to write as that person. Or you have to hire someone, or if you don't want to be on video, then you got to hire someone to be on video. You can't expect someone just to do it for free. Um, so you got to be willing to spend a little bit of money in your business or else to me, your business isn't, it, it isn't really worth like going down that road. If you're not willing to put in either the time and energy or the money and the resources, and it doesn't have to be a lot. Like I just said, you can get 10 videos probably from one coach or trainer. I'm just using that example for a hundred bucks. So you should be willing to spend $100 to have 10 pieces of uh, content created. Um, just my thoughts, all right? Uh, am I right in thinking you should only be the face of one brand? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. I think if you have other interests and you're passionate about it, then why not, right? Like why not, uh, you know, show up over here and you are a volleyball trainer and then over here you're a piano instructor. Who cares? Like, yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Uh, Dave, I think being faceless makes it easier to sell the company. It's not based on one individual. That is true. That is 100% true. Agreed. If you're going at this about definitely you're going to sell the business, then yes, you want to create this stuff up front. Going to Karen's uh, type of business, you have the main hub, the main place where all of the training and learning and resources are done for teachers. We want to have all of these trainers and, and teachers that are into this, into this hub. Um, so yes, I agree with you, Justin, because we don't want, uh, work, uh, mates knowing what we do. Uh, well, okay. That's a good one. I like that too. And that's a valid point. So 
are you afraid that people are going to see you or people are going to identify you because of your name? Because you could just create your own name that's outside of your real name as a pen name and still show up on camera. You could totally do that. And that way there, you're not like searchable. Um, but if you're, if you are nervous about that, then yes, I would say don't show up on camera and, and, or write as a pen name. And you're doing that to protect your privacy. I totally get it. Maybe it's just your first name, but it's not your last name. You know, maybe for me, it's, uh, instead of it being, uh, Scott Volker, it's going to be Scott Wallace, right? Because that's my middle name, right? So yeah, you can play with that for sure. But I get it, man. I get it for me. It's probably because of a certain amount of privacy. Yeah, Mark, I get it. You know, and it's, it's a valid point. Totally. I'm not just discarding that at all. Faceless want to eventually sell Lydia. Yes. Um, then you're going to want to do those things. Can you have two faces, one faceless and the other not? Yes, you absolutely can. Troy, I want to, I want to face Cajun Hannibal Lecter <laughs> and Troy, you are the face of your brand. You should be, you absolutely should be. And the humor that you have to me will sell the brand will actually be. Now, if you're going to sell the brand, you'd have to be sold with the brand or you could come on as, this is the other thing you can do. If you don't want to be the brand, the face of the brand anymore, you could technically be a contributor and they would have to pay you per month, basically as much as you're creating content. So that's another side benefit of when you sell, you still could just, okay, I'm not going to deal with the business anymore. I just need to shoot two videos a month and you're going to, you're going to get still 10% of the company or something like that. So you could work a deal out like that. Helene, uh, for me, faceless because I mentioned real people, no names, and I don't want to invite any problems. And, and it's totally fine. If you're not comfortable with it, you don't have to. But these are the other things that you're going to have to consider, right? You're going to have to figure out who is going to be the face or faces. And then how are you going to deliver the content through those people? Or are you going to hire uh, someone else that is in your market that can do this for you? And then you just pull the strings and turn the knobs. Uh, Mike. My reasoning is that I want to be able to transfer the ownership at some point without anyone noticing anything changing. Yes, it's a valid point. Derek, can one face be for women and a face for men? Think of the faceless guy on Charlie's Angels. He was a voice. Yeah, you, you totally could do that. And that would be a creative way of doing it. Um, but man, I would still like to see a face, even though you might not be showing up. The women could be the faces and then you could just be another face, but you still want a picture with that. I think, because if you're just writing and you're getting an email and I don't know who you look like, I lose a little bit of that connection. Uh, Akbar, Scott, can I use a picture of a friend, change his name and write my story along with his image? You could, again, I'm not a legal advisor, so don't take any legal advice from me. Uh, but, um, you would definitely want to make sure that that friend is okay with this and make sure that they're, they're cool with you, you know, using them as the face of your brand. Maybe you work out something with them, you know, as they are a contributor. Um, so yeah, you just want to be careful legally with that. Um, Mark says, thank you, man. Never thought of that. Uh, and then Lloyd, how do you feel Scott when you first had to deal with being the face? Well, there's pros and cons. Okay. Um, when you're the face of the brand, there is at, at my level right now, there's a certain, uh, I guess, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess, um, you, you feel responsible. Okay. Um, for people like you guys on here right now, I feel a sense of responsibility to show up for you and to give you the truth and to not sugarcoat things, but also be real. And it's not always easy because, you know, I want to inspire you and motivate you, but I also want to show you the real part. So when you're showing people the real, it actually is hard 
but it also builds more trust and bond and loyalty. So yes, when you start to use, it's not like I'm Michael Jordan, right? Um, and if you guys haven't watched that, that's a really great series that's going on right now. It's called the last dance. Uh, really, really good. And he was talking about that. Like he, he doesn't want the fame anymore. Like he's just tired of it. Like, uh, and it, it got old to him because he had no privacy. The only privacy he had was when he went into a room like this size and just got to, you know, be by himself. So I would never want to get to that level, but I do want to reach more people. So to answer your question, um, you know, it, it, it feels just right right now and I can turn it on and off. Um, if I'm at an event, it's different because then you're on for two or three days, um, and you can't really get a break that often, but, um, for the most part, no, I, I enjoy it. And it's what I, I feel I was, I was put here to do. And also, by the way, guys, something's happening Monday, May 11th. I'm going to share it here this weekend before we announce it on the podcast. So stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for that. I got the whole story of why this happened and the struggle, but also how this even happened. So stay tuned for that. Uh, let's see here. Oh, wow. Got a lot of questions here. Uh, let's see. Um, please do a coffee talk on building a biz to sell formula. Ooh, I like that one. That's a good one. Salama, I think we'll do that. Uh, actually guys, this is a good time to say that if you guys have a coffee talk that you want me to do in the future, let me know in the comments. I do go through the comments after we get off here and I pull them. Um, I also have someone that's, uh, that's here. That's also going to be uploading this to YouTube or I'm sorry, optimizing it for YouTube later. Um, and they always will let me know any topics that stand out that we should be doing. So make sure you drop it in the comments. Um, the other thing I should mention too, if you want to jump on the, uh, I should put that in here quick. Um, if you guys want to be part of our coffee crew and you want to get notified of when we go live, the amazing seller.com forward slash coffee crew. And that will, that will get you there. Uh, let me, uh, and that'll get you just on the messenger list is all it is. Um, do you need to have a live video of your face? You choose for your faceless brand. Do you have, do you have, yeah, do you need to have a live video of the face you choose? Well, if you're doing a live video, it's gonna be hard not to be the face. Um, so yeah, you would want to be the live or you would have to have the person show up live and then they would be the voice. Um, if I hired someone to be your face or to be a face, can you still sell the biz without this face? Well, you would have to somehow allow that person or the people running the business to be able to still carry on that face. Um, Tristan, what apps and platforms do you, do you do for editing and making videos? I keep it real simple, guys. I use ScreenFlow when I do it myself. Um, anyone that edits for me is generally using ScreenFlow as well, and that's for Mac. Um, Camtasia works well. If you're also want to use uh, the free iMovie, they've you know said that that works good. I haven't used it in years. I find it more complicated than ScreenFlow. Michael, what's up? From your experience, approximately what percentage of the content do you believe should come from or be attributed to the face of the brand versus contributors at least 65%? You know, I don't think it really 100% matters all that much, although I wouldn't want it to be like 10%, 90. You know, I would rather it be maybe 50, 50, or maybe, maybe a third, right? I, I, I don't think it really matters because if you're not driving, like if, if we're, if we're looking to create content that's being searched for on Google, people are going to find you by a search, not by you being recommended by someone yet. Although that can happen later. So when people are coming there, then they opt in when they opt in, that's when you want to introduce the face, right? Because that way there, that's, who's going to be communicating back and forth. 
So I don't think, and I wouldn't get hung up on that, uh, Michael. Uh, I really wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't come up with a formula. I just think whatever feels right. And I would try to contribute as much as you can, but not so much that you have to live up to that all the time. It's like, oh my gosh, I got to do five new posts this week because I'm supposed to do, you know, 65%. Like I wouldn't go down that road. Justin, how would you compensate another person being the face? I'd offer them, you know, something either of the company that you're building. I would say like a percentage because that way they're, but you got to make sure that person's the right person too. Or I would just pay them per content. Hey, show up, produce content for me and I'll pay you X. Like that's it. Um, so I would do it that way. Uh, Jennifer, how much should I expect to pay a contributor? Okay. This is another good question, guys. Um, think about this for a minute. If you have someone that's writing a blog article or a piece of content, you can pretty much, I would say between 30 and $50 is the going rate for a good piece of content. And then from there, you could probably get that down a little bit if you found someone that does already have a website or a blog that they're writing about this topic as well, and then you would give them a link back to their website. So this way here, you're giving them value by giving them a backlink. Um, so they might say, I'll do it for 25 bucks if you give me a backlink, um, and then they'll be a steady contributor for you. But you also want to make sure that this isn't just someone that is going to be here today and gone tomorrow. Um, so I would say 30 to $50, but also if you're going to create video content, think about it. If you found someone that was passionate about this at your local store, like tracker tractor supply company, what are they paying them an hour, you know, to, to work there? Let's say, let's say 20 bucks an hour. Let's say that. I don't, I don't think it's that much, but let's just say it's 20 bucks an hour. And you got someone that knows a lot about, you know, raising, uh, I don't know, goats, or something and you have uh, questions on that and you're like, you know, I'm running a goat blog and I want to help people with this. Would you be interested in showing up on the weekend and we can kind of go over stuff about like what's the main things that people need to know about caring for their goats or raising their goats or whatever like that. And then you would show up at their goat farm because they probably have one and then you would do it there or maybe do it at someone else's or you get the point, right? Find someone that is already an expert at it that could be the guide, that could be a contributor, and then pay them 25 bucks, 50 bucks an hour. And you're going to get a lot of content in that hour. That's what I would do. All right. Um, it's going to go a little bit longer here today. How would you compensate another person being the face? And we just talked about that. How much should I expect? We just answered that. Okay. Where do you host your courses and what blog service do you prefer? What do you think about WordPress to host your website? Okay, a lot of questions coming in that are on a little bit of a different topic now. Um, so what I'm going to do, though, guys, too, is we're going to start doing something on Fridays. Um, I was doing, I still am doing Friday Ask Scott sessions on the podcast. I'm going to be doing something here that's going to be all about random questions on Fridays. Um, I will still answer these random ones, but I'm going to make Fridays not even my topic driven. It's going to be just random Q&A. That's what we're going to do. All right. So, um, but to, just to give you a quick answer to this, um, where do you host your courses? We use Kajabi. Um, and then what do you think about WordPress to host your website? That is exactly what we use is, uh, I'm sorry, not WordPress. We don't, we use WordPress as the engine, but we use HostGator to host the WordPress blog website. Okay. Uh, how often do you send out your content? We do about four pieces of content a week, sometimes five. Uh, we send about two to three emails per week. Uh, Tony. Hey, Tony. 
Uh, how would you evaluate market content YouTube that is well watched but has been posted for a few years? Stale market or potential opportunity with refreshed content? That's a great question. That would probably need to be a deep dive. I'd have to go into. Maybe we can do that on an upcoming session where we actually pull up my screen and we dive into a YouTube channel. Um, but the one thing that I do look for in YouTube content, this is one little thing that you guys could do as well. And I talk about this in my brand growth validation checklist, which you can find over at, it's free. You can just go to brandcreators.com and I go through how to look through a YouTube uh, account channel um, to get ideas. Um, but basically just to kind of answer that question, uh, what I do is I will search for the long tail keyword. We'll find the piece of content that we're looking for. And then what I do is I start to look at the different videos that are ranking. And then I go and look at their channel size. If that video has 30,000 views and they only have 900 subscribers, there's a good chance that it just got searched for. Right. And it got picked up by, by, um, by YouTube. So that's the kind of way that I evaluate that. If it's really, really old, what I what I have actually done is I will look at that video today. I'll see how many how many views it has, and I'll come back the next day. I've done that before. Um, you can kind of see how much traffic it's getting today. Um, so that's something else that we can do. Uh, let's see. Wow, you guys have a lot of questions today. This is awesome. Uh, okay, uh, what would you include in an about us page if using another face? I would just write up. Uh, you know, just a little bit of a story about that person, right? So you, you'd almost like, it's almost like you're creating your own story. You know, it's a fictitious character in a sense, but just what would that story be? <clears throat> Who is that person? Who is the avatar is really what we're looking at. Uh, Mike, carefully giving up percentage of company. If that person is critical to the success of the company or can accelerate the growth exp exponentially, set up a vesting agreement where they earn percentages based on performances over a three-year period. If they quit or don't work out before they are fully vested three years, they have no ownership. This keeps them committed. Okay. So that's basically Mike saying that's how he would set it up if he was going to do that, which I love that. Ashley, how you doing, Ashley? Should you ever introduce guest contributors on YouTube channel? For example, my husband and I are doing a barbecue brand, but should we ever introduce other people like my uncle that is professional butcher that could talk more? Yes, Absolutely. Come up with a name for your uncle. This is Uncle Gus. He, he's a butcher. Oh my gosh. You could talk about meats. You can talk about certain cuts. You can talk about different ways to cook it. Mistakes people make. My gosh, you could go down a hundred different roads uh, with that one. So I love that actually. So I would get your uncle in there and uh, come, up with a, come up with uncle whatever segment and then have him be a guest contributor. I absolutely love that. So yeah, I think you're sitting on something really, really cool there. Uh, Rebecca, is it effective to ask other bloggers for me to contribute on their blogs or is it a disadvantage to my own new brand? No, it's a great way to do it because then you're going to get a backlink. The only thing is, is if you're going to be creating fresh content for their blog, I would always try to create yours first. And then later I would start doing guest, uh, contribute, con yeah, contributors later. Um, I wouldn't do it for, for that would be my first thing to try to get traffic over. I would put the content on my own website first. And you're always going to have to create new, fresh content for them. Uh, okay. And then let's see, Derek, would you create an author page for others to contribute and send emails out with their posts? Um, I would only create, I, I wouldn't have like, it be like a whole bunch of different, uh, people on your about page, uh, or about area. 
Um, and on the author bio, I would just talk a little bit about them. I don't think I would have each person be able to write. I would want one person that is the voice that is sending messaging. All right. Well, I hope that you enjoyed that Friday jam session. And like I said in the beginning, if you want to attend one of our live Friday jam sessions, all you need to do is head on over to takeactioncrew.com. That is where we show up every Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern time. And you can join us. You can ask a question and then uh, I can answer it and we can go ahead and also publish it here on the podcast. So once again, I just want to say thank you so much for listening. This is always one of the highlights of my week. And until next time, remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I am rooting for you. But you have to. You have to. Come on. Say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day. And I'll see you right back here on the next episode. Now go rock your brand.